How's it going, everyone? I hope you're all doing super well. I can't wait for you all to listen to this upcoming episode, so it's time to introduce it. At the age of just 19, Sophie had a freak horse-related accident where she sustained a traumatic brain injury. The prognosis was a 20% chance of survival or functioning state, and with that came the prediction from neurologists that if she came out the other side, she'd have a slim chance of walking, talking, studying, let alone riding a horse ever again. Can you imagine having to come back from that? Through a whole lot of guts, determination, and a few blessings from the universe, she made a recovery, and here we are speaking together today. During our chat, we touch on Sophie's lead up to the accident, her rehabilitation experience, the biggest lessons that were learned from it, mindset shifts, friendships, and so many more topics. I hope you can take a thing or two away from Sophie's story and can appreciate not only how well she recovered, but how driven she is to make an impact on the life of others through her life learnings so far. I'm so grateful for you tuning in to listen today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you guys could follow and rate the show so you don't miss another episode. Now, let's play the intro. Welcome to the Life Teachers Podcast with your host being Michael Giacovelli. This is a podcast where Gen Z is made easy. Learn about the possibilities that are available after school, how to set your future self up for success, and learn unique stories from extraordinary people all while having a laugh along the way. I'm extremely thankful for you guys joining me today. Now, let's get into the show. So, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Life's Teachers. Today, we've got Sophie joining us on the show. How are you going today, Sophie? I'm well. Doing well? How are you? Beautiful. Not too bad. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, to start us off, Sophie, can you tell us a bit about yourself and what you did after school? After school. So, yes. we graduated in 2018 mm-hmm. and had my heart set on going into uni afterwards, obviously, um, into the health science realm. Um, and... Yeah, I was wanting to do paramedicine and then I got into osteo instead, accepted, deferred that to have a gap year in 2019. And so, yeah, had a gap year in 2019 and thank goodness I did because COVID hit shortly yeah. after. <laughs> so, um, got to do the gap year, got to work, travel, live life instead of being at school for 13 years which was lovely um and yeah learned so much about just life in general in that year yeah and then had that and then yeah did my first so in 2020 did my first two weeks of osteo on campus oh beautiful and then we went into lockdown yeah (laughs) good old lockdown life completely changed um and then yeah so it was in lockdown for the rest of the year pretty much Mm which was really hard with osteo especially, um, being so hands-on. But, yeah, got through that, really enjoyed it, kind of always second-guessed it. But as you kind of do, like, in lockdown, trying to study something, um, yeah. you're going to second-guess your whole life. Oh, 100%. <laughs> your so whole career. What am I doing? Um, what am I doing exactly, with my life? <laughs> anyway, and then, yeah, had all my exams and everything, and then end of 2020, yeah, two days after my final exam, life was turned upside down oh, a little bit. Yeah, turn upside <laughs> down, you can say. Which we all know about, but, well, we don't all know about it, but. Yeah, um, so you did a gap year, mm-hmm. and then after that is when you did osteo. Mm-hmm. How was it when you were doing osteo and you said you were second guessing yourself? Mm-hmm. Did you feel pressured to go into doing osteo or did you just thought that might be something you're interested in? Not at all. I mean, I, yeah, fell into it. I had, as I said, heart was set on paramedicine didn't get into that Mm. even though yeah 
I mean, there was ATAR, this, that, and the other, and it all, it all just kind of compiles and yeah. Anyway, I just was like, whatever. I felt like yeah, got accepted into osteo, and was like, why not? Why not? Let's just give it a go. And I think I'll enjoy it. I think it suits my lifestyle and it suits who I am as a person. So may as well give it a go. And um, yeah, yeah, loved it. Loved doing it. I loved the year of it. It was. Yeah, as I said, I second-guessed it and I think half of it was because I couldn't actually practice yeah, doing it and actually give it a go um, properly. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know what it was. I think that was probably the main reason yeah. why. And there was a few other little factors as, it, you know, like it's a very private, privately, like, situated yeah. career. Like I wanted no, a bit more scope in the public sector and, mm. you know, all of that. There was just a few things here yeah. and there. But, um yeah, majorly had to second guess it yeah. well, later in the year. But oh, of course. We'll get into yes. that in more detail. Yeah. And how was your gap year? So you had that off after school. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that was something you needed and was necessary? Oh or? It was honestly, like I still, like I can hand on heart say that was the best year of my life. Like really? it was just yeah. fabulous. It what did was, you end up doing? So what did I do? I worked three jobs all at the same time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah. I traveled. I went to Europe. I, I'm a, as we all get into, I'm a horse rider. Yeah. And quite competitive. So I did lots of competitions um, and just lived life, you know, as a little yeah. fresh 18 year old. Went driving, socialized, yeah. like did all that awesome. fun stuff that, I don't know, you just don't get to do as readily. And just, yeah, living life without the hand of school kind of being on your shoulder. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, learning. Um, yeah, about life. Awesome. And like, so yeah, it's good you did a gap year mm-hmm. and I feel like- Oh, I just, yeah. Uh, don't know regrets at all. No, recommend it, recommend it so much. And it sounds like you absolutely thrived because mm-hmm. as we were speaking about, you know, when we caught up for coffee, like yeah. you do 13 years of schooling. And exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like, not really like um, you have a kind of time to think. It's like, yep, all right, go straight, straight into to uni. uni. May as well. And yeah, sometimes exactly. it favors a lot of other people, but some people absolutely. not at all. Definitely. Absolutely. And like the people I've spoken to who did go straight from school into uni, mm. they nine times out of 10 or maybe eight times out of 10, they say, should have taken a gap yeah, year. Should have taken a gap year. You know, I should have got more life experience or um, I'm just so a much break. Out there. It's a, that's the thing. And it's like that one year, it's a blip in the system. It's yeah. nothing. I mean, and yeah, back when you're that age, you kind of go, mm. oh, a year, so long. Like, what am I going to do with myself? But it's like, you don't even have to do a lot. Like, just go yeah. and live. Just go be a little human. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just enjoy being 19, exactly. fresh 19-year-old. Yeah, but are you 19 or are you 18? You're 19. You're 19. Yeah, you're 19. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. right, of course. Yeah, well, I was 18. Yeah, yeah, Simple no, maths, come yes. on. Quick maths, what's one for? But yeah. You did your year of osteo, mm-hmm. completed that year, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I second guess mm-hmm. if it was the right thing for you. Mm-hmm. Then two days after your final exam, mm-hmm. that's when your life literally turned upside yes. down. Now, do you mind sharing to the audience what happened? So I sustained a... TBI, which is a traumatic brain injury. And that consisted, like a TBI ranges from so many things. It could be from you concussed, you know, on the footy field or a stroke or anything that, yeah, traumatizes your brain. Yeah. Um, so it can be relatively mild to pretty severe. Um, in my case, yeah, it was relatively severe anyway, but I had, yeah, multiple bleeds on the brain. I was induced into a coma as a result to protect my brain and get the swelling down. 
Luckily, they could have drilled a hole into my skull and relieved the pressure, but they didn't do that. And in order oh. to do that, they would have had to shave my head. So yeah, I just, I've still got my hair. Yeah. <laughs> so I was very lucky. Um, but yeah, so yeah, bleeds, coma. Um, and then that was for a week. And then I was unconscious for two more. Yeah. And I don't remember the first four weeks, thank goodness. Yeah. Like, brains are amazing. Just oh. being able to block that trauma out. Yeah, I don't oh, want to know God. what happened yeah. in those few weeks. But from all recollections of my parents telling me about that time, it was pretty horrific. And, you know, in ICU and the trauma ward and all of that at the Royal Melbourne. Mm. But, yeah, in that time, I was not talking. I couldn't really – couldn't walk unaided, couldn't eat. I had a nasal gastric tube, which was wow. fed, you know, through your yeah. nose down <laughs> your stomach. Oh, Disgusting. Um, I was just a complete – it was just – I had the mental capacity of a five-year-old. Like it was like, that was, it was pretty scary anyway. And then I was deemed actively conscious enough to go to rehab. And I like, I was sure they deemed me actively conscious, but I was not coherent at all. So um, again, yeah, don't remember the first week of rehab, but that's where they said, yep, this is where she's going to make a, the most improvement. Mm. I went over there and yeah, relearned how to, be a functioning person again and learn to walk and string a sentence together and oh, what else bloody dress myself oh, shower myself yeah. I, my I gosh because when you look at you now you don't you wouldn't Thank even you. imagine anything like Thank that you. ever happened to you and like all these experiences and trauma yeah. that you went through yeah come out the other you. side and should be proud you. thank you so how exactly did the mm-hmm. brain injury happen did you so fall off your yeah. horse is that correct yes yeah. so yeah as i said i'm a competitive horse rider and the accident was just a freak mm. happening it was it, to paint the picture it was a hot sunday afternoon and i think it was about five o'clock and i was just going for a walk up the road leant over to open the gate and he my horse my darling darling <laughs> my, angel my darling angel <laughs> he um yeah, got a bit of a fright and he knocked me out cold with his head and because I, I was leaning over. Mm. And, yeah, he knocked me out. I've gone, okay, bye. <laughs> wow. And hit the ground and he fell over as well. Luckily, didn't break my legs. Mm. Um, broke my arm, which I don't care about. Yeah. It was just like just this other thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it was really interesting. Like I, lost, like I lost all function in my arm whilst it was also broken, but the nerves weren't damaged. So it was, oh, I wow. don't know, it was weird. It was like... And all the bleeds were on this side of the brain and this side of the brain connects to this side of your body. So, it was all a bit bizarre, but um, Mm. it is what it is. But, um, yeah, fell off a horse and fought it. Yeah. Wow. As as you said, a freak accident. (laughs) Freak accident. And, like, of course, there would have been such a, like, distressing – oh, it's a distressing experience for Mm. you, but also just your parents. Absolutely. Mum finding me. Yeah. Thank goodness she was home to find me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. But um, yeah, she was home and she found me out cold on the on the ground. Oh. And luckily, in an emergency, she's the best person to have. She just went straight to action mode, and um, the ambulance was there within ten minutes um, whilst I'm convulsing on the ground. And so, and she was just she's oh just staying calm and yeah. Yeah, called the troops and, yeah, yeah, she did her thing. Yeah, so what you were saying in regards to your darling angel, (laughs) Dylan... Dylan, yes. Dylan, Dylan sorry. Yeah, yeah, I got that right. Your darling. I you were just yeah. saying that. I was, I was like, like, yes, oh, like, it is Dylan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, your darling. So, regarding your darling angel, Dylan, <laughs> like, it was a freak accident yeah. that caused this, you mm. know, this traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, like it's a freak accident. Like it just happened to anyone. Yes, a freak accident. And it can, as you say, happen to anyone. We can step out onto a road and there's a car and we could get hit or, you know, whatever, you know, it's, we could, I mean, like in my mum's case, for instance, she was out, this is when she was 19, out running and a guy leant over to pick up some chips off the floor of his car and yeah. hit her. Like it was, just, or like people, you know, like yeah. people in the, in up in the hills, they mm. get killed by falling trees like that. I'm like that's a freak like it's like everything that has to lead up to that moment how? like a matter of time and seconds like if you for example you're walking up the hill mm-hmm. and then you have to tie your shoelace mm-hmm. and then you keep going boom chief if you did have to tie your shoelace then that tree exactly it's like i mean how and like i mean i love the motto and i live by the motto everything happens for a reason but why do those things happen yeah. like why a hundred percent why why does it happen why because no matter what you do there's always like an element of risk like mm-hmm. you go even oh, driving always. to work in the morning absolutely you're still not 100 percent guaranteed you're mm-hmm. gonna make it so just no, being grateful exactly. and careful of course no matter what you do absolutely so important that opens a whole another can of worms but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes it can happen to anyone and just yeah Exactly Being in right. the moment. But, yeah, going back to when you were waking up from the coma, mm-hmm. can you speak to us a bit about how that felt waking up for the first time mm. in a hospital mm. bed mm. with all these, <laughs> you know, not being able to speak yeah. and be coherent? Yeah. Well, so it's an interesting one, that story. It wasn't a case of just waking up. Mm. Um, it was very incremental. I can, like, at the start there, I can just remember, like, little moments i think my earliest memory was being in the back of the ambulance on the way to rehab or being loaded into the ambulance and that was the first day that i started speaking again and then like just little memories like you know how we have memories from when we were six like it was just like these little snippets um that i can kind of start to remember and then i think i can like start from from then on like, like the moment that i could remember onwards um was kind of laying there in my bed at rehab, kind of going, why am I in here for just a broken arm? This is stupid. What a waste of time. A broken arm, that's so silly because it was like it wasn't in a cast or anything, yeah. but it was wrapped up and it was sore. And that, that was actually my first words. My arm hurts. Really? They were my first <laughs> words. Oh, yeah. Lord. So, yeah, no, it wasn't a case of just waking up. And so I was in rehab for four weeks and each week we can get into this, but each week was different. So like the first week was kind of figuring out yeah, why I was there, like who I was, what I was doing. And then the second week, the realization of what had happened, what was ahead of me, mm-hmm. all of that, just the yeah, realization yeah. kicked in. And I was just a little wreck. I was just so upset and just not knowing. So being so uncertain about what the future was going to yeah. Whole, but yes, to answer your question, sorry, I'm going off topic. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't a case of just waking up, but yeah, yeah it was all very incremental so. and all very, yeah, different, lots of emotions going on there. So, speaking about the uncertainty you felt during the first couple of weeks of rehab, mm-hmm. did you kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel? Or did you feel, did you understand like, the ramifications of what's happened? Yeah, well, I mean, the uncertainty was not just in the t- first two weeks, like it was all throughout. Especially when I left rehab because it was a bit of a – turned into a bit of a DIY job. Like it was, you know, like we've had your help now. You have you know, you've had your professional help. Like now it's time for you to 
continue your own rehab and so you know I had outpatient rehab but there was everything else there was you know being able to go and feed my horses again and go and do things on my own like vacuum the house like <laughs> you're telling as simple as <laughs> that yeah <laughs> working that out again um and not yeah not knowing especially in rehab yeah not knowing if I would be able to do those things again and then you know as as kind of complex as going back to uni and studying again because in the hospital like in I say hospital in the ICU, neurologist telling mum mum and dad that she won't walk again. She won't go back to uni again. She won't do any of these things again because um, I was going to say before, the GCS 5 out of 15, which we've discussed. So, yeah. So, can you – yeah, GCS, (laughs) what does that stand for? Glasgow Coma Scale. Glasgow Coma Scale, yes. So, um, three being zero pretty much and then 15 being the best. Um, I was yet yeah, five out of 15, which is a 20% chance of survival. Um, oh, my <laughs> 20%, 20% chance of, yeah, survival or um, a non-vegetative state. Yeah. So I only found this out two months ago. So this was – it was all two years on pretty much. It was a huge kick in the guts to see that um, oh written down because it was all so subjective. You know, I thought like doctors and – yes they're professionals but why are they telling me like oh i'm so lucky and da 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 like no like they're just being really nice but no actually they were being real oh, yeah. actually there's some objective <laughs> yeah. measurements to say just that a little bit yeah so anyway but the uncertainty so yeah it all came from that it was just every day was different i was very lucky to have a very quick improvement i was supposed to be in rehab for a minimum of 3 months in there for four weeks. Four um, weeks. <laughs> <laughs> she's oh a bit of a gosh. competitive gal. No, no, no. I need to get home for Christmas and yeah. my birthday and to my horses again. Because oh, at the end of the year, yeah, end yeah. of exams, yes. Yeah. Okay. So I was yeah, like, no, I want to be out before Christmas. Yeah. And I was, I was out three days before. Oh anyway, but gosh. yeah, no, it was all a bit premature, but yeah. And so, yes, yeah, but improved very quickly. So mm. the uncertainty, it was getting. So the light at the end of the tunnel yeah. was getting a little bit brighter, but you know how long? How long's a piece of string? Yeah. How long's your tunnel? Like it's, exactly, it can be a <laughs> huge long of, tunnel. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. gee whiz, mm. like it's incredible. You're still here, and you know, you know, you're like that's ridiculous. Like hearing <laughs> that twenty percent chance of survival. Yeah. How did that make you feel when oh. you f- found that out? Like, As I said, ago? it was just because it was so subjective all the time, and there was no because I'm so factual. Like I want facts to back yeah. everything up, and I want evidence. And so to see that actually written as a factual like, oh, thing, yeah, I was like, oh my goodness! It was finally like affirming my struggles and mm. <laughs> affirming why I've actually this hasn't been easy at all, and I wasn't able to just bounce back six months later like I thought I was going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, two years down the track, I'm still still trying to get back on track. Um, yeah. and you know, everyone's different, and everyone has a different trajectory. And, you know, because I am such a perfectionist, everything, you know, I want everything to be just right. And if I'm not just right, then I want to keep working yeah. at that, you know. I want to keep chipping away. And I think everyone, you know, I, I think you do, yeah, just keep chipping away at yourself. And yeah, you can always improve. Exactly. Always improve. Yeah. Um, and yeah. with your mindset during the rehab, of mm. course, and mm-hmm. all the struggles you went through, mm. how did you battle, you know, the negative type of thinking and everything like that like how did you have that positive outlook yes i'm going to be able to walk again is that just Mm. something you had it always like as a person the type of person you are being a perfectionist like being a competitor like no i'm going to walk again exactly absolutely and i think the resilience thing 
kicks in there as well just kind of tests your resilience. I mean, I think all of our resilience was tested over COVID. So I just had a year of being, you know, knocked down all the time with these lockdowns after lockdowns. Um, I think, you know, like, I don't know, you learn it in school and yeah, just in life. And I think, yeah, the gap year again, coming back to that, learning the resilience thing, being knocked back from things. And yeah, another thing was just... I had unfinished business yeah. in terms of life. There was still so much to do. I still wanted to, yeah, go back to uni and keep writing and do all that. Coming back, yeah, I mean, it was still so uncertain of when that would be, but I don't know. I just had unfinished business. And I think on that day I was given another chance, you know, like I was, there was, yeah, I was kind of, it was a bit of a rebirth almost. Like mm-hmm. just, yeah, given another chance at life. And for some reason, yeah, I got given it. Yeah. Again, who knows who was looking down or what was looking down or what was happening. But <laughs> Definitely thrived with the second chance. <laughs> I, was, I just wanted to grasp that and yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, better better do this well mm. then if I'm here still. So, yeah. yeah. Got to take life by the throat and exactly. absolutely enjoy it. Absolutely. And during, uh, during your time. Once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, during rehab, how was the experience with all like the nurses, mm. you know, seeing them every day, the mm-hmm. physios, and even mm-hmm. some of the other patients? And mm-hmm. by far, you would have been the youngest out of everyone sure. there. Yeah. Can you speak about that? Yes. So, yeah, I was definitely, yeah, I was the youngest. I think the most people were 30 and over, and then there was little old 19-year-old me. Um, and so I became quite friendly with the nurses because they were majority of them were Oh, there was a few that were quite young. They would have been 20, 21. And so they'd just come out, come hang in my room. <laughs> and we'd, we'd chat and whatever. And that made me feel so human again, which was so yeah. nice. And all of the nurses, they were beautiful. And I just kind of, I didn't go out of my way, but I made sure that I was so kind to them. And they were, they completely changed my life. And they were changing my life at the time, them and the therapists and the doctors. But yeah, just being incredibly kind to them which they appreciated and you know you what you put out you get back and Mm. so they were just lovely to me um but yeah like the girls coming in to my room and just hanging out and it was just like a little girly chat again like it was just you know that human just like when you're at school at lunch in a circle the girls just gossiping exactly just the gossip section um and after and you know after 2020 of being in lockdown of course can't see anyone so yeah. it's kind of like having that human interaction, interaction yeah. again it was lovely so oh, <laughs> that beautiful. was great but you yeah, know everyone at rehab just i'm just in debt to them they're just yeah. incredible humans and you know some people go oh you know but that's their job like they, they've got their physio or they're an ot or whatever but it's like no but they don't have to be incredibly lovely to you mm. and incredibly i don't know life-changing yeah. toward your situation um yeah. So yes, people say, oh, but they're getting paid and it's their job, but but still, like, yeah, they changed my life. So oh, exactly right. <laughs> so you know, and that would have been a big them. part of your rehab process. Exactly. And absolutely. like, absolutely, if you had someone I imagine was mm. like negative or was not fulfilled mm-hmm. and like didn't have his faith or trust in you, and he was seeing you every day for rehab, mm-hmm. it just you would doubt yourself. Absolutely. You probably wouldn't get the results that you've gotten. But absolutely. of course, your hard work, of course, definitely. Um, and it's the simple the. An unwritten rule, which I think everyone, you know, should live by. Just mm. treat others the way you want to be treated. Absolutely. Kindness costs Kindness nothing. Kindness always. It's just, and that's the, one of the biggest things I learned. Just, I mean, what I said, what you put out is what you get back. Whatever the saying is, I yeah. don't know. But just 
be kind to other people and be kind to yourself. And that's kind of, you know, what I learned through rehab. I was being so kind to these other people, but I was forgetting to be a bit kinder to myself and be patient, especially, you know, my brain was saying, oh no, my body was saying, yeah, you can, you can do this. You can go walk. But my brain was saying, oh no, you actually can't, you can't do this. And so it was so frustrating. And so the patience thing, um, is so it was so important but yeah the kindness it costs nothing and it changes people's lives like you know tell them the compliment like go compliment someone i don't know just be nice i guess i don't know go out of your way a bit but you don't need to if you like walk past someone and you see they have like i don't know nice shoes and you make eye contact you say oh Nice shoes. I don't know. Yeah. Just make yeah, a compliment if you think of it. Like, Definitely. can probably absolutely. change the course of the day. Definitely. Just that. Reply to the Instagram story. Say, people, you know, yeah. the selfie's cute or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Just <laughs> reply to the DMs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Reply on time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, don't yeah. leave people on delivered or read. Just reply. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. I'm yeah. so bad at my replying to messages. Just, <laughs> Something I'm trying to work on though. Yes. Um, <laughs> so like, again, like, mm. as you said, with empathy, like mm. being kind to people because like mm-hmm. you literally don't know what anyone is going through. Mm-mm. You certainly don't. Especially like, you, you never know. Like someone can be going through an absolute heart-wrenching breakup, grief, death in the Absolutely. family, definitely lost a job, anything. And you don't know what anyone's going through. They could be your best friend. They might just have chosen not to tell you something. And, yeah, you're not entitled to tell anyone what's going on in your life and your friends don't need to tell you what every single aspect of their life, you know, things need to and can stay private. And I think you've just got to have the empathy. Every People lack empathy these days and that comes hand in hand with the kindness thing. Like, yeah, it's important to be empathetic towards people because mm-hmm. as we we're saying you don't know what anyone's going through mm-hmm. but you also got to be switched on and realize that not everyone has your best interests at heart no and you can be taken advantage of in some cases absolutely but they've got you know even if they do lack the empathy it gives reason for why they might feel the need to walk away and being okay with that and letting them go mm. obviously they weren't meant for you in your life so yeah. They can just walk out. And yeah. even though it's so hard, they just, it's generally like, I mean, I've, yeah, just figured it, okay, it's for the better. This was, again, what's, yeah, what's meant to be will be. And yeah, I hope they're happy. And yeah. I hope they've found some empathy yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> kindness because they're all lacking a yeah. little bit. Because, <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, like, no one's ever guaranteed to be in your life forever Mm -hmm. people are going to come and go Mm -hmm. whether they're your closest friends absolutely maybe they're not your closest friends if they walk out of your life definitely and i'm sure you would have seen through your experience different levels of support Mm -hmm. some people would have surprised you like how much support they provided you some would have surprised with how much they didn't your true friends really show in those tough times definitely and yeah i've had people yeah leave my life and that's absolutely fine and ones that i had never expected to stick around stick around and i mean like coming back to the you know the school thing you don't have to be besties with everyone you can respect each other from afar out of school because you're all going to grow and evolve which is what we're supposed to do as humans (laughs) um and yeah you'll outgrow people and they'll outgrow you and yeah just being okay with 
that and just the walk. Yeah, you can walk away. They can walk away. Yeah, as hard as it may be. Because is it just in outer school, like mm. kind of during school, everyone grows up mm-hmm. like all together, the same, yeah, yeah all together. Yeah. But then as soon as school finishes, people go to, different yeah. rates. Yeah, and sometimes it's not at the same level as Absolutely. your friends, no. and some relationships mm. have a mm. expiry date, unfortunately. Definitely. Absolutely. But as you were saying, when we were talking earlier, yeah. like yeah. yeah. You have to be okay with accepting that. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be friends with everyone, as you said, mm-hmm. in school. No. Like, I think during school, everyone thinks the, the quantity of friends defines the popularity, whereas it's quality rather yes. than quantity. Cool. Thank you. Quality over quantity. Yep. Absolutely. And I never, I mean, I've always had that um, mentality, but I never truly understood it until maybe last year, year before last. Yeah. It was, yeah, post-accident, obviously. But um because, yeah, I had quite a few people just leave and I was left with not many friends because I wasn't at uni and I had a few, you know, school friends and just friends from life um, hanging around. But it was a certainly a quality over quantity yeah. <laughs> type of, of arrangement. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just never really understood that saying up until, yeah. Yeah, until so it actually happens to Absolutely. And then actually just being happy with yourself and then that's the thing you're the only person that's going to truly look out for you oh um, yeah <laughs> in your life you're the only yeah real one that's going to support you obviously your parents will and your closest friends and whatever but um you're the only one that yeah knows you best yeah. and you got to support yourself you got to no, back yourself it. you got to have the confidence and yeah learn it and do it and, yeah, yeah. No, i love that you yeah. gotta i love the quote which kind of helped me mm. through the tough times when i'm hard mm-hmm. on myself is treat yourself like your own best friend mm-hmm. whenever i'm speaking down on myself saying, absolutely oh like you're an idiot why'd you say that yeah. why'd you do that like would i say that to my best friend? exactly maybe Literally. sometimes i take the piss yeah. but, <laughs> yes. but also yeah. the case you'll be there yeah. to support them and yeah definitely yeah so leading on from the quality of <laughs> over quantity quality over quantity mm-hmm. of friends yeah Having a good group, Definitely. you want to surround yourself with the good people. Absolutely. And they can even serve as mentors. Definitely. And I think, you know, like the people, they, yeah, you figure out who your friends are and who the real ones are. Um, and, yeah, surrounding yourself with the right support crew and just having a really good mix of people, you know, um, having the one that you can go to the gig with or go to the beach with or whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever it might be, but just not, yeah feeling so comfortable with them and not feeling judged and not feeling like you need to tell them every single part of your life story. Um, I think that's so important. But, yeah, having a mentor figure I feel is really important in this day and age and I think especially for people going into careers. and Like you don't need to find a mentor specifically in your career but just a bit of a life coach almost, Um, just someone you can call and say, oh, I'm thinking of doing X, Y, Z. What do you reckon? Just having a second opinion and I think – yeah, hold it, having yeah. someone to hold you in good stead. I mean, you've got your parents, but they're a bit biased towards yeah. <laughs> what you Always. what you want to do. Um, and you've got your friends and they're, you know, I mean, you can be friends with your mentor or your mentee or whatever, but, yeah, finding a mentor figure. Yeah. And I just, like, I love being that figure for other people where I can, you know, impart my, my amazing wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as old, wise as an owl. so wise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, I think that's a really important thing. So if you can find it, yeah, because go for it. That's the thing people will say. Oh, but how do I go about and find that mm, mentor? Sometimes yeah. they could be just open your lens, and they could literally be at your doorstep. Literally, they could be, be your like, best friend's sister. You know, it exactly. could just be yeah, someone really random. It doesn't have to be like someone like oh yeah, my job is I'm a mentor mm-hmm. for 
yeah. whatever you could have you have a really close bond with Definitely. this one particular friend who's older, older than you or younger than you you know mm-hmm. who's, who's gone through like similar experiences you have yeah. and they can just help you absolutely the same yeah. journey and it, like being open to being a mentor as well like being open to the you know like i think you kind of get to year 12 get out of school and you're kind of oh those bloody young ones they're so annoying (laughs) so glad i'm not in school with them anymore but they need so much guidance and they'd be so appreciative for that um i know i would have been to have that Mm. figure i mean i've yeah had figures that are much older i've been surrounded by adults my whole life and you know they've really been the mentor figure in my life but um yeah, having someone a kind of similar age and yeah. yeah, but yes, being open to being a mentee and being a mentor, I think it's yeah, I love so that. important in this day and age, as I keep saying, I sound like an old yeah. tag. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you again? Fifty <laughs> uh, two. <Yeah. laughs> no, but being as well, because I feel like some people out of year twelve, you can just yeah. feel like invincible mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. kind of an, a big ego sometimes mm-hmm. in a sense, and Absolutely. you don't want to take on. You know, you think you kind of know it all at times, definitely. But you got to be open minded and take in. Info. Absolutely. Like, why wouldn't you want to listen to someone that's older than you that's been through yeah. similar experiences you have? Like, yeah. I think yeah. that's where the breadth of knowledge is. Absolutely. And just you feel invincible when you're 12 and then you go into uni and you're a bit like, oh, whoa, whoa, it's the real world a little bit. Um, mm. And then, yeah, coming back to the gap year, at least yeah. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can gain a few extra little life skills that you can take into your first year of uni. I mean, when I, I look at now as, you know, restarting uni last year in comparison to when I started in 2020, sorry, 2020, completely different person. Oh, my gosh. Like, yes, it was, oh, how long did I have off? Three years in between finishing school and actually restarting a face-to-face situation uni as opposed to an online um, mm. situation. But, oh, just, yeah, you were so much more confident and yeah. so much more, again, happy with yourself, like happy in yourself and, you know, you don't need – all your friends because you're not going to be surrounded by a lot of people when you first start uni yeah. you're gonna you know be um wanting to yeah find people and find friends but yeah going back i was like oh my gosh people yay yeah. yay, yay friends <laughs> everyone be yeah. my friend um and yeah i was happy to chat to everyone and yeah just finding those um what were we saying the yeah, life like skills in, yeah because in those situations you got to be you know go out of your way to talk to people you know to get, get the friends comfortable with feeling to uncomfortable yeah, yeah there it is again there it is the queue's again. coming up and what you were saying about you know, the gap here mm. you know getting those life skills mm. knowledge mm. it's like I know about some some people but mm. like Back in the day during work, you know, you work a part-time job, Macca's, mm-hmm. KFC, Woolies, Definitely. whatever it may be. I never thinking, oh, I used to work at a winery and it's like, oh, yeah. what's the point? I don't like, I just I just need to work just to get some money just to live. You know what I mean? No, they're the best jobs to have. But like you learn so much Absolutely. life skills from those experiences, Definitely. which, yeah. Just the human crazy. interaction and mm. the responsibility and the confidence yep. and the, oh, so much. So and much spending stuff. your money wisely, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. No that sarcasm. Yes. <laughs> Touch it on that again. It's like you come into this world alone and you die alone. As sad as that kind of that's sounds. That's a little bit morbid. Uh, that sounds morbid. Chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. But like, yeah, that was intense. Fuck me. That was a lot. <laughs> I'm joking. That was great. That was so good. No, no but like, um, yeah, you come into this world alone. You d- mm. It's just kind of touching on. You never know who's truly going to have your back mm-hmm. other than yourself. Absolutely. Of course, you have your best friends and family, but Definitely. God forbid, touch wood, if anything mm-hmm. happens, you, you never know. You've only got yourself at the end of the day and you got to look after the 
brain that you've got a personality in and the yeah. body that you have a brain in. Yeah. And it's, I mean, your body's a, it's the vessel that we travel through this life with. So look after it, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you and have 30 it, minutes yeah. of activity a day? You <laughs> drink your water. Well, yes, yes. Well, but I mean, yeah, water is the is life's elixir. Seriously. Yeah. Oh my God, I could go on a tangent with water. But um, yeah. Sometimes even like at school mm. or just outside of school, mm-hmm. people use validation mm-hmm. by having by the amount of friends they have. Mm-hmm. They see the amount of friends they have as validation, mm-hmm. whereas you, I think people are uncomfortable with just being by themselves sometimes yeah. and dealing with their own thoughts. Definitely. There's so much yeah. dopamine hitting things around this world at the moment, like phones. And especially and, with social media, absolutely. Yep, social media. Definitely. So. And, yeah, getting un- getting comfortable with being alone as well. Like I love the quote, alone but not lonely. And I think I've, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I like that. Learning that, that just to be, again, going back to being your own best friend, you know, sitting with your thoughts and making friends with your thoughts and, um, yeah, getting comfortable with being alone. And that comes back to the gap year. What, yeah, you know, what, it always comes back. Because in the it? gap year, I mean, the gap year, like it was a lonely year, but like I was just, I became so much more comfortable in myself and just, yeah, happy being by myself yeah. and independent, you know, independent. Oh, we love that slide. <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Nah, that's so important. Yeah. Do you find mm-hmm. what you went through with rehab and the whole mm-hmm. and the traumatic brain injury? Mm-hmm. Have you changed so much as a person since pre-injury? Oh my goodness. Or yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I definitely was a was a different person before the injury. I think I was a little bit more meek and mild. I think I was I was cripplingly shy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I really yeah I lacked the confidence in myself. Um, and I think I mean that goes hand in hand with the. Yeah, after school because, yeah, it was a – it all kind of bleeds into one, the gap year and then the um, year of osteo and then the injury and what have you. But, yeah, I think I was different before the injury, as I said, make a mild, um, a a little bit more brutally honest (laughs) these days and I kind of – Cut to the chase. I just – yeah, life is too short to beat around the bush and, yeah – do the bullshit thing so no. you as well. I feel like you'll be one as well that mm. one that doesn't make excuses Mm-mm. at all anymore like lame excuses like oh it's raining outside I'm not gonna go for my run or something like that because with what yeah 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 I mean I definitely find myself making excuses for sure <laughs> but then I remember I'm just like no yeah come on like you're better you, than that yeah life again life's too short mm. and yeah just go for that I don't know go for the job go for the what have you got to lose like you've got nothing to lose like making these silly little excuses for what for the fear of failure or mm-hmm. to to be said that oh no like to be ref- you know failure or refusal i think that they're the two biggest things and in the yeah today's day and age of instant satisfaction i think there is probably more of a fear of yeah failure mm-hmm. um but yeah just not making the excuses you've got this one life like just yeah. go and live it. Go and do it. What have you got to lose? And yeah, getting getting comfortable with being uncomfortable with the rejection and with the failure. Yeah. Um, it's a. I mean, I like to embody the. I just recently embodied this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you either win or you learn. Yes. You don't win or lose. You 100%. win or learn. I was about to touch on to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I think yeah, that really holds you in good stead because yeah, the things you 
learn. They're going to make you better next time. You know, mm. go back and try. And Literally go and do what you love and do what you want to do. Mm. And as you said, you felt like you got a second chance of life mm. yeah. after that injury. Yes. And now you're pursuing, you know, what you actually want to yeah. do. And that's not osteo. So yes. what exactly is it? Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I had, a complete, I had to completely detach myself from the health science thing because um, I, yeah, after the year of osteo, yeah, and then the injury, and then I was like, no, I'm just life's too short, not going to go back to osteo, I'm going to go into radiography, and for 2021, because I had 2021 off of studying, and I just used the year to, you know, recalibrate my life a little bit, um, had my heart set on radiography, and then at the end of the year, December 2021, uni, you know, I was going to go back in 2022, and yeah, had a complete what am I doing? Like, this yeah, is yeah, just, yeah. I, yeah, I need to completely step away from this health science thing. I need to cut all ties. Like, this is yeah, just this isn't for me. silly. And I think to an extent I was trying to prove to myself that I could do it. Um, you know, after almost losing everything, like you want to kind of be like, oh, like I'm fine. I'm actually like, I'm okay. I can do this. Absolutely. Like I can do this really hard subject called radiography. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a hard career. So yeah, I was like, okay, what do I love? What do I enjoy doing? What was my best subject at school <laughs> for one? <laughs> English. <laughs> and what? Humanities. English? Yeah, red humanity. flag. Yeah. No, they are my worst one. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a bit of a now or never moment and I applied for a communications degree. Oh, beautiful. Um, and, yeah, now I'm doing professional communications, majoring or specialising in public relations. So awesome. completely different yeah, to completely left osteo and radiography. To, yeah. But it's so me. And I think I've definitely found my love yeah. of, you know, my career. And, um, yeah, I can see a prosperous future ahead, hopefully. I mean, yeah. you stick at things and you take every opportunity you can and get all the experience under your belt and... Yeah, just keep so chipping away. Keep chipping away. And exactly. I love what you said just about the three questions you basically like mm. asked yourself mm. of like when you finished radiography, like mm-hmm. you're like this isn't for me. Nope. You said what the th- like I don't think um, kids, uh, students, mm. even adults nowadays, mm. even ask themselves these questions and actually mm. have time to actually think mm. what they actually want to do, mm-hmm. what do you enjoy doing, mm-hmm. what would you do if money's no. Object. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. People say, oh, you know, you don't go into pay- PR for the money, but it's like, yeah, but it's so fulfilling and it's so, you know, and just finding a career that you are genuinely fulfilled by. And I think school points you in a direction of where you should go. You know, if you did the science subjects, well, you should go into a science. Or if you, you know, did the all the maths um all the math subjects, then I oh, should go into engineering, definitely. You know, it's yeah, yeah. kind of a cut and dry, um, cookie cutter type of arrangement. And they need to direct you, you know, like with all the quizzes that you do, like, oh, what, you know, what career is going to oh, fit yeah. me best? Like, <laughs> and of oh, course, like you have something in yeah. your head, you're like, okay, well, I want to do physio. So I'm going to answer all the questions that it's going to answer, you know, answer yeah, me and tell me so that I'm a physio, true. you know, yeah. like you already have that um that you already know what the answer mindset exactly exactly so of. you kind of just you just want to hear it again and again so um yeah i mean like we, i knew of people that we went to yeah we graduated with who i think they got like a 98 atar and they've got they went into film or something you know something completely different yeah. to what they apparently school says oh you should have gone into so mm. um it's just yeah finding what you actually yeah Nah. Love and enjoy and yeah. So love that. Mm. <laughs> how did you even discover PR and communications was your thing after radiography? Like 
Oh, I don't. Don't even (laughs) know. (laughs) I think because I didn't want to change universities and I went through their website and I was like, okay, let's go through each, you know, each category. Okay. Don't want to do law. I don't want to do anything accounting wise. I don't want to do anything sciencey. And then I think, yeah, comms was the next one. Okay. Communications. Okay. There's journalism and there's advertising and there's media and there's PR, this PR, public relations, I've never heard of that. Anyway, um, and then there was one degree that lets you try a little bit of everything. Um, and so I said, yep, great. And I kind of said to myself back in school, I'm like, I don't want to go into like an arts degree or something too ambiguous and too widespread. Um, I just wanted something that was going to be specific. So like I'm going to graduate and become an osteo or whatever. Anyway, so this degree I found, I thought, yep, great. I'll go in. I, I've think I've got my heart set on journalism. I think I'm going to want to be a journalist. And then, yeah, push came to shove and yeah. here I am in PR, one internship and a yeah, complete awesome. mindset shift yeah. later. It's, yeah, PR. Great stuff. So. That's awesome. So how many more years do you have for that? Two more. Two more years. Yeah, it's a three-year degree. So. Three-year degree. Awesome. Yes. Not too long now? Not too long. See the light at the end of this tunnel? Absolutely. <laughs> and it's crazy. Like it's such a – it's only real – it's really only a year of like specialised – theory like specialized yeah. um you know pr stuff mm. so and it's such a short time in the yeah. scheme of things it's yeah. ridiculous so it yeah. actually is mm. yeah and what's the book that you've recently been reading so i've been reading um the subtle art of not giving a beep by Ooh. mark manson and um oh it's just so cut and dry i love yeah. it it's so me oh, fantastic um, book such a good book and i've come a- i came across a really good quote it was quite early on and it just yeah stuck with me it stuck with me till today and it is um negative emotions are a call to action when you feel them it's because you're supposed to do something oh they're just they're a, sign, they're a signpost i mean yeah you don't let your negative emotions rule your world but sit with them and yeah. feel them and you're feeling them for a reason you know we we're wired for this emotional stuff so yeah. <laughs> so just yeah sit with it feel with feel it feel with it feel it yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah just it's a call to action and it's oh, you're supposed that. to do something about it so it's almost like um so you can relate it to like a, your gut feeling in a sense absolutely or, uh, definitely yeah. it's intu- i mean it is all it's all intuition mm-hmm. and you got to listen to it you got feel and yeah, intuition and um i think we're so we're taught to suppress our emotions and especially negative emotions just you know sit down I'll, it'll pass like you know feel happy all the time you've got to feel positive all the time but it's like no you're actually allowed to well, yeah. it's human nature and you're allowed to feel um the negatives mm. um and it's important. It's, yeah, you got to film. So, and yeah. that's that's just what makes life, like, you know, beautiful. Like, Definitely. what makes life turn round and round. Absolutely. Like, life isn't all just sunshine and rainbows. Mm-mm. you got to experience some of that sad Mm-mm. stuff. But What do they say? The stars don't shine in the dark or something? <laughs> I know this <laughs> Nailed <laughs> it. Nailed it. The stars <laughs> only shine in the dark. Another bomb. Dun, dun, I like dun. that one. Ah, that's a perfect one. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> that's a good one. No, Terrible. Okay. No, thank you. Oh, and there's another good one, actually. Oh, give it to me. Give I've it to me. I've got one more. Uh, it's probably, I think it's off the same page in the book. Same page. Like page 36 or something. Heart, get your heart Decision making. <laughs> Decision making based on emotional intuition without the aid of reason is damaging. Like it's like, yes, feel emotion, but don't let it rule your world. And yeah, 
Don't yeah. without so think about yeah the reasons as to why you're doing things. Just be calculating, but feel the emotion. Oh, no, so love that. much and That's so, so much. Good. Oh, because I think I've been um. I think it's in the book, The Secret, that I've mm. been reading. Mm-hmm. Like they, they talk about the emotions mm-hmm. and like not acting on it. Like emotions sure. pass. Yes. So it's yes. like make sure you yes. have like, you know, an educated decision. Definitely. You know, have a think about it. Run not just act impuls- impulsively yep. on your emotions. Definitely. Because, yeah, yeah, it comes and goes in waves. It always. I don't even know who sings that anymore, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> banger. Banger. Get on it. <laughs> Over the last couple of years, mm. what are the three biggest things that you learned from your experience? I think the key takeaways from the experience would be to just trust in your own abilities. Um, at the end of the day, we're, we're all very similar. <laughs> we're all human. And just trust the fact that you've got this. Like, I don't know, just yeah. trust in your own abilities and... Um, yeah, I mean, that kind of ties into my next thing that I've learned of just, yeah, being kind to yourself and giving yourself the patience that you deserve. We're all learning. We're all on this weird journey called life. So just just be patient and be kind to yourself and other people. And then the third thing is just life is so incredibly precious and so short and just appreciate everything, you know, like I am a huge sunset lover like, and just appreciate every – it just every – everything that's every beauty in the world you know like everything in terms of yeah the like as small as a sunset or um i don't know as small as like a meal from a restaurant you know like i just just take it a little bit slower even though i say life is short just um yeah enjoy soak it in enjoy exactly and Mm. yeah Oh, beautiful. Cause, yeah, whenever the sunset, sunrise comes, that's where the Instagram, yeah, you know, oh, the all Instagram the stories go the off. Instagram stories oh my pop God. off. Yeah, basically. Well, I saw one a, a couple of days ago when I woke mm. up sunrise, yeah. as I showed you. Oh, legit looks like a Teletubbies. Teletubbies. Oh my, yeah, where's Tinky Winky really, at? <laughs> Tinky Winky, if you're watching this. <laughs> Come on, Teletubbies. Oh, that's funny. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But thank you so much so far. Uh, Sophie, I've absolutely loved it. We've got two final questions to ask if that's all right with you. The first one is, what is one thing that you Mm. want to be remembered for? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Well, I do know, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, What I want to be remembered for, I think just obviously, you know, there's the materialistic things that we can go to like oh you know I want to be remembered for being the CEO of the company or whatever um but no I think just remembered for being strong and tenacious and a good human being and um yeah just with good values and I don't know it's a little bit wanky but <laughs> no, 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 not at all. but um yeah I think at the end of the day as I say like we're all so similar but we can stand out and be unique because we are unique like we're all similar but we're all so unique and i mm. think yeah just making a mark on the world of kindness and yeah. adventure and just setting yourself apart from the mundane be extraordinary go live an yeah. extraordinary life i don't know <laughs> go oh your my best goodness life. Well, go. you, you, yeah your life every day is like you're writing a little page in exactly your book. It, Have, make oh it my like an absolutely stacked absolutely. up book absolutely with a new adventure every day what hopefully. do they say it's all about it's all for the um for the plot, it's all, yeah, it's yeah. all for the plot. <laughs> Character development. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, and even what you're saying, like, 
being remembered for something like people remember the way you make them feel not mm-hmm. what you had so very, yeah absolutely. that's one thing i find very important definitely and i don't want to be remembered for other oh, girl who had the brain injury you know like i think and that's a that's a thing i've had to really struggle with i'm so much more than my brain injury i've got so many other things to talk about you know i've yeah there's so many aspects there and we are like we're all such intricate humans we've all got a story and i think when you can tell your story it's yeah such an important thing to do um yeah storytelling because we are we're so wired as humans like you go back to um you know first nations millions of years ago and the rock painting it's like that's their stories they're all that all it's all intertwined into our human nature um so yeah getting the opportunity opportunity to tell your stories go for it because it's so important for yeah everyone <laughs> i love that and thank you so much for sharing yours because i mean that's basically why i started this yeah, podcast yeah, love hearing other people's hear other stories people's stories yeah absolutely. everyone's got a story to tell definitely yeah like as you're saying you don't want to be remembered as the sophie who had the brain injury <laughs> it's like how you, it's a way of how you term it you're yeah. you know you're sophie pommier if i pronounce that right <laughs> butchered it butchered it, butchered it. Nah, like you're sophie who experienced yeah. a brain injury but that mm. doesn't define who you are mm-hmm. as a person definitely and i think a lot of people have labels like Back in the day, like mm. you know, at school you see like, oh yeah, I remember Tom. He was a he was a cricket player. Oh, I was the horse girl at school. Exactly the horse girl at school. <laughs> stuff like that. Like absolutely. everyone puts a label, but Definitely. there's way more behind. Absolutely. The person there. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, taking the experiences to build your own character. It's like it's like you're a uh, character in a game. Like you want to yeah. you want the character that's. You know, the it's, biggest, strongest yeah. has gone through the most Definitely. trauma. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the thing, them. yeah. I mean, like, you don't need trauma to build your story. So, I don't feel like, oh, yeah, but I haven't had a traumatic story. So, therefore, I'm not worthy of telling my story. No, you've got a story. Everyone has a story. So, yeah. go tell it. Go, hopefully, I mean, go listen to other people's stories. Be open to hearing about people's stories. And, you know, maybe it might be a bit triggering or whatever, but, um, well, not whatever, but, I don't know. It's all within reason. And you can learn something from absolutely everyone. Absolutely. Even someone that you think is oh, mm. in a polite way, sorry, a waste of space or just a dickhead <laughs> or whatever. Absolutely. You can learn not to be like Definitely. That. And I mean, if they are a dickhead, they've got a, they've probably got a reason as to why they're a dickhead. Yeah. And it's like just peeling back those layers and yeah, being, being soft with them and then being kind to themselves and yeah. all that. Oh my goodness. More kindness, more empathy yeah, in the world. Just love the empathy Seriously, kindness. Yeah. That's what I found interesting. Like even... You know, you hear school bullies at school. They're the mm-hmm. ones that's going through more mm-hmm. trauma. And that's... Absolutely. In most of the cases. And that's why they, yeah. they put it on other yeah. kids. Put out the love, put out the compassion and send them on their way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Seriously. So, last question as well. Yeah. So, what is one thing that you want to tick off your bucket list? Oh, my goodness. Um, I think in the short term, I mean, looking at the next few years... I mean, I've got my whole life ahead to do this, yeah, but go yeah. to Europe. I want to go back to Europe. I went to yeah Europe in 2019, but I want to go do a good big trip. Yeah. Um, do, like a half, you know, like six months or so. Oh, not that long, but. <laughs> yeah, not that long. <laughs> Maybe three months. Yeah. Um, but That's go do good. like, you know, the Swiss Alps, French countryside, you know, all those different yeah. places, like really immerse myself in the culture mm. and um, all of that because it's just so interesting, yeah. the history and everything. But yeah, so I think main bucket list thing would probably be Europe. Otherwise, oh, I don't know. I think just to have a good career and have a nice family and, yeah, all those <laughs> and you know, the monetary stuff. I mean, that all comes along, but 
I don't know, just live a fulfilled life. I love that. However that may be, you know. No, that's really good. (laughs) No, I could see successful career definitely in the works. Definitely helping me out with the PR PR gal. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, With the podcast. So, yeah, thank you so much for your time today, Sophie. You're I've, I've had an absolute pleasure talking with you, you discussing too. your story, learning the ins and outs of <laughs> what makes Sophie life. Sophie. <laughs> what makes me tick. <laughs> yes, and the in and outs of life. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing what you pursue in the future. Thank you. Everything you achieve. Um, and, yeah, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. More than welcome. <laughs> Make sure, guys, that you follow, rate the show, follow me on Instagram at, at Lives Teachers and on TikTok. Do it. Do it, please. <laughs> Let me know what you think of the show um, as it helped me out a lot. And yeah, take care, guys. Big love. Bye. <laughs> wow, you made it to the end. Great stuff, guys. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join me. Make sure you rate and follow the show as well as follow Life's Teachers on Instagram and TikTok. I hope you learned something new and had fun along the way. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys.